Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another in the series of podcasts which we're producing this year at OpStars, talking about all things related to RevOps. And my guest this time around is Franco Anzini, who's VP of RevOps at Malwarebytes. Welcome, Franco. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay, I think uh, what we want to talk about is the RevOps journey which you're on, but to set a context for us, Perhaps say a little bit about Malwarebytes. You can almost guess from the name what you do, but <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the company. Sure. Mal- Malwarebytes is a cybersecurity company, which is a broad swath that encompasses 400 companies or something. But we play in the uh, endpoint security space. Right. So uh, laptops, desktops, mobile phones, uh, tablets, things of that sort. And we are probably approaching 800 people or so, and we have a global presence with uh, operations in Europe and Asia-Pacific in addition to our North American headquarters. Okay, and clearly it's B2B cybersecurity. We, we actually sit on both sides of the fence. You do? Yeah, okay. the, the company started 11 years ago as a B2C company, okay. and that's where we got our start, and we've only been selling to the enterprise for about four and a half years now. Okay. So th- there's really two sides of, of the business, and, and I sit on the uh, enterprise side. Okay, so um, RevOps got a pretty good idea of what it means. Was there a time when you were at Malwarebytes but you weren't doing RevOps? Is it something? So what what brought about the change? What caused you to change what you were doing? Yeah. Uh, so when I started at Malwarebytes, we, we had a very formal. Uh, traditional structure where we had a head of sales, a head of marketing, and they both independently uh, rolled up to the CEO, and each of those functions had their own operating teams. Very traditional model. And probably a year, year and a half ago, we started running into problems where there was this narrative throughout the organization that sales and marketing are not aligned. Sales and marketing are not aligned. And, and we kept hearing this drumbeat, and, and we would take sales and marketing and put them in a room, have them hash out whatever it was, and we continued to hear sales and marketing are not aligned. And, and it was right around this time when this revenue operations theme started to really gain some traction. And so we put together a plan uh, to present to our CEO to say, here's where we want to go. Here's all the reasons we want to move to a RevOps function. Here's why we should do it soon. And here's the the people, functions, and and, uh, uh, entitlements involved. And we weren't ready as an organization. I think there was still a lot of cultural lock-in. There was uh, a lot of adherence to this traditional model. And uh, it it got brushed to the side and said, let's talk again in in six months where we're not ready for this. what happened shortly thereafter were some uh, changes to the executive suite. Mm-hmm. And we found ourselves without a head of marketing. And it was the ideal time to revisit this notion of let's consolidate our marketing, sales, and customer operations into something called revenue operations that is going to serve the entire uh, enterprise organization. And now's the right time to do it because we're rebuilding the organization anyway. And so we we brought on a CRO who had sales and marketing rolling up to him directly, and we carved out the operations function, rolls up to him as the independent third third party. We've got separation of church and state, if you will. And that's how we ended up where where we are. So we we knew we wanted to do it, but the... uh, 
the, the cultural lock-in at the company just wouldn't let us do it at the time, but we were able to do it very quickly uh, thereafter. Yeah, of course, um, just starting to move people around and change their roles is not easy. So I see why there was the opportunity. Just out of curiosity, where did, where did you come to revenue operations from? What was your background? So my background has been primarily in sales and services operations. Um, and so I, I've dabbled in marketing operations in the past. So, uh, you know, uh, smart, smart enough to cause damage, I think is the, <laughs> the, the term. But uh, it, it was predominantly sales and services. And so moving to this RevOps function, bringing in the marketing was, was uh, not something I was totally unfamiliar with. Okay, so uh, one thing I, I've learned today is that there are kind of different levels of RevOps. There, there's a fairly loose version, which really doesn't look a lot different from sales and marketing alignment. But it sounds like you've gone for a more rigorous model where sales, marketing, and customer success, or whatever you call it, really are working together. Is it really a, a joint team? It, it's a joint team. The, the customer success piece is, is in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a formal customer success program until about a year ago, so we're, we're still in build mode there. Yeah. But absolutely, the sales and marketing came together. And to, to your point about it's never easy to move people around, I think one of the, the narratives that we used to help sell this and, and communicate it is that while the reporting lines may be changing, the core function is not changing and if anything it's putting you in a position to increase the breadth of of what you do and the impact it can have on the organization so it's um it's really just the reporting lines that people have to get over because you're always going to need marketing operations functions sales operations and customer operations but by putting them together in the same organization you start to get that cohesion uh, between the different teams okay that's the organizational cohesion. Was it also a challenge to bring together data sets or technology? Was that siloed? It was siloed, um, and, and not because of availability, because uh, Malwarebytes' data structure is better than most that I've seen, where right. data is readily accessible. But, but when you have marketing analytics folks, for example, that are... Uh, uh, part of the, of the marketing team proper and, and uh, solving those problems, th- their scope just doesn't take them to other parts of the data set that can add some value. And so the, the data was all there, and it was when we took marketing analytics and sales analytics and combined it, we started to get this cross-functional, more of a, of a robust type of uh, reporting. Okay. And uh, you mentioned kind of the, the neutral third party who's overseeing it all. Mm-hmm. Would it be would it have been problematic to try to have organized RevOps under the marketing function or under the sales function? Uh, it, it probably would have. I think that there's always exceptions, and smaller companies do run into this where they, they just don't have an independent third-party mm-hmm. person or a position, right? And, and so I think um, in, in our case, we had... Uh, executives across sales and marketing that were very bought into the idea. There was cross-functional support, and, and so I think uh, under any function it would have worked for us, and I think that's where a lot of smaller companies struggle in that it, it's got to go somewhere, yeah. and so it's either going to sales or marketing, and the only way it's going to work is if sales and marketing leadership are 100% aligned. Got it. Got it. So, um, it's a journey, of course. How long have you 
has Malwarebytes been doing RevOps now? How far into the journey are you? We're probably a little over a year in. Um, I, I would say we informally started about a year ago and, and formalized it shortly thereafter. So uh, we're, we're well into the journey. I think we've already started to see some uh, benefits to the organization in terms of the value that we're delivering. But more importantly, in a year, we have not heard sales and marketing are not aligned, <laughs> which tells me that yeah. it, it worked. That's refreshing. <laughs> and of course, I guess I guess the real bottom line, and maybe it's too early to know yet, is what's the effect on revenue? After all, it's RevOps, and yeah. that's something you, you'll presumably be looking at. Yeah, it, it's something that I know a lot of the analysts are starting to, to have some uh, quantifiable uh, dollar amounts or, or metrics around. I, I think it's something anecdotally that we've seen. Um, we, we have certainly seen all your traditional markers of increased deal size, uh, shorter sales cycles, and, and things of that sort. Um, so, so I think we're on the right path. In terms of efficiencies across the organization, I, I think it's still very early in this evolution for people to know what metrics they're looking at. Um, you, you're always going to be able to be more efficient with your marketing spend. You're always going to be able to be more efficient with your sales process and your customer process. So we're, we're starting to weave those together. But the, the, the preliminary indicators that we would look at operationally are, are pointing us uh, in, in the right direction. And I think it makes sense that you'd see efficiencies because if you have a marketing team with one bunch of goals and the sales team with a different bunch of goals, that's clearly not going to be efficient. That's absolutely right. And, and the example that um, I, I've spoken to a couple times that resonates with people is uh, independently marketing cares about things like initial impressions, they care about number of leads, and they care about some sort of, of marketing qualified status. And then they throw it over the fence. And, and sales doesn't pick up from MQL or marketing qualified. Sales picks up from pipeline. Yeah. And if you've got a gap between the two of those, then the whole thing's off the rails and, and people are not aligned, right? So, so just the efficiency in taking that portion of the traditional marketing funnel and, and connecting it systematically and, and with data and analysis to the sales piece is where you start to see the natural efficiency because everyone's speaking the same language. Okay. And did you have to address the... Uh, the the challenge of compensation because we all know that sales teams tend to be compensated dif differently from marketing and mm -hmm. customer success teams. Did you look at that? We, we looked at it, but uh, we, we didn't have to do anything different. Again, it was very much just the reporting lines and uh, you know, salespeople are compensated on bookings or revenue or, or whatever have you. Uh, and, and that doesn't change with, with this sort of revenue operation structure. Uh, I think what we're starting to see is marketing being more closely tied to the sales goals. Mm -hmm. it, it's not evaluated on um, kind of marketing independent metrics, right? Nurture paths or number of leads or web page impressions. Right. People want to tie it to what the next group down the funnel is working on. Very good. Now, the, you've said, I know that it's very early in the RevOps revolution, but you're convinced it's going to happen. It's going to have an impact on a lot of B2B businesses. Yeah, I, I think it's happening whether people like it or not and whether they want to get on board or not. There's, there's just so much value to an organization of streamlining processes across functions. I, I think um, 
we, we saw it years ago within functions where we had this thing called sales operations. Yeah. And it was, well, what the heck are they doing? Well, they're making sure that our systems work, all of our applications tie together, our compensation models tie, our territory models, our data, et cetera, et cetera. And, and people saw the benefits to the organization at large there. Same thing with marketing operations where we had marketing uh, automation platforms. And so people to manage those platforms and the nurture programs and to just uh, coordinate all these these efforts. So I think people have seen it in independent buckets, and so the, the natural instinct is to say, well, let's start combining these and continue to drive efficiency. Okay. One more thing. I'm curious. Malware Bytes, uh, I'm assuming, has uh, a recurring revenue model. Mm-hmm. Has this, have these changes pushed you towards nurturing and developing the value of existing customers rather than going out there and acquiring new customers, or has it not really impacted that? I I think it has done both. I think it has made us very aware that the sales process does not stop with the customer's first signed contract. There is a customer life cycle in place that we need to manage, we need to monitor, and we need to optimize. We, we want our existing customers to buy more, and we want them to continue to renew. And in order to do that, they have to be successful, they have to be satisfied with the service, and th- they have to really be happy with the experience that they have going through from right when they first hear about us all the way through the marketing and sales funnels to to turning from a prospect to a customer and then becoming a repeat customer and again and again. So I, I think customers are very focused on the buying experience and, and the life cycle that they have with vendors. And, and I think the, the revenue operations model aligns to that very nicely because it continues to tie those together. It, it takes away these natural kind of breakpoints. So RevOps and CX working hand in hand. Yeah. Well, Franco, from somebody who's actually on the RevOps journey, great insights. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you.